Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today we are in Luke chapter 7. It's a long chapter, 50 verses. We'll see Jesus heal and forgive. Let's listen to Faith Comes by Hearing's reading of Luke 7. Luke 7 After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore I did not presume to come to you, but say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the buyer, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. The disciples of John reported all these things to him, and John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind he bestowed sight. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? 
a man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation? And what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sing a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil. But she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In 1994, I split Luke chapter 7 into two different days, 
On the first day, I read verses 1 through 23, and I wrote, Great faith. And then I wrote, Jesus raises young man in a coffin. And then I wrote, Tell what you have seen. The next day, I finished Luke 7, verses 24 through the end of the chapter. And I wrote, John the Baptist ate no bread and drank no wine. Son of man ate and drank. What? A gluttonous man and a wine drinker. Jesus must have drunk wine. The next year, 1995, I read Luke 7 all on one day, and I wrote, Words of Jesus are powerful enough to save and to heal. He doesn't need to be there. He simply needs to speak, and it is done. And I continued to write, He healed many who probably were not saved or gave their hearts to him. I finished with, John did not drink wine. Jesus probably did. And I was referring to verses 33 through 34. The next year, in 1996, I also split Luke chapter 7 into two different readings on two different days. I read verses 1 through 30 on a Saturday, and I didn't make any notes, probably because I read the chapter right before I ran off to a Gideon prayer breakfast. Those are usually at 7.30 in the morning, so I got my reading in, but I didn't journal that morning. The next day was a Sunday, and I finished Luke chapter 7, verses 31 through the end, and I wrote, Jesus drank. Verses 33 and 34 are clear as they are written. John the Baptist, quote, came neither eating or drinking wine. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, end quote. Jesus said these words. To be labeled a wine-bibber, he must have drank wine. So what? I have vowed not to drink anything this year. Thus ends my journal entries. Let's look at Luke chapter 7. It's doubtful whether the focus of chapter 7 ought to be on whether Jesus drank or not, but it seemed like that got my attention for the three years in a row from 1994 through 1996. It's more important to see Jesus heal the centurion's servant at the beginning of the chapter, not by going there, but just by saying the word. I wrote in one of my journals, Jesus' words are powerful. They are just as powerful in our day, in our lives today. In verses 11 through 17, Jesus actually raises a young man from the dead. In verse 14, it says, Then he came and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. The bier is a plank that served as an open coffin, according to my ESV study Bible footnote. This young man is laying on an open plank, obviously dead, with a large crowd around him. In front of everybody, Jesus says, Young man, I say to you, Arise! And the dead man sat up and began to speak. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God. I would think so. When John's disciples come and ask if he's the one they were to be expecting, he answers with this. Verse 22, And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them. Yes, the dead were raised up. He just raised a young man from the dead. And lastly, we should focus on the forgiveness of Jesus. The woman washing Jesus' feet was a sinner, aren't we all? Jesus speaks through an illustration to remind us, the greater the sin, the greater the forgiveness. Hallelujah. Verse 47, Therefore I tell you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus heals the centurion's servant. He raises a young man from the dead. 
and he forgives sin. No wonder the people around him ask the question, Who is this? Who even forgives sins? Today, we know who he is. He is Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Jesus, the Lamb of God, for sinners slain. He is Jesus, the one who hung on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins, great or small. I hope our application today is to praise the Lord. Maybe you've experienced his healing touch. Maybe you've experienced his forgiveness of sin. And someday we will all be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise him above ye, heavenly hosts. Hallelujah. Amen.